0: Welcome to Equipped and Established, a podcast of Valley Bible Church where we seek to equip people with the Word of God to be established in the truth. Hey everyone, this is episode 21 of the Equipped and Established podcast. Thanks for listening. Today's episode is part of our Q&A series where we answer questions submitted by our listeners. And this week we're looking at the topic of contentment. And so specifically, the question was, how are we to biblically deal with jealousy and discontentment about your current stage in life? And this is such a great question, okay, because I'm sure this is something that we can all relate to, okay? This is something common in our culture today. Uh, I think in regards to just contentment with, like, stuff, okay, I think we're very much in a consumer driven culture where it's always the you need this, you need this, you need this. And oh, you have this. Well, you want the newer one. You want this. Right. And so there's this uh, kind of challenge of contentment in regards to kind of material kind of possessions and things. But as kind of this question more specifically focused on uh, it, like your current stage in life, I think that is also Uh, something that our culture is, again, kind of challenged with, okay, with, I think there's always the looking forward to this next stage of life or whatever it is, okay, and so, um, and something that's not, again, unique to just individual, I think this is something that's very common, and I think something that I've, Personally, have struggled with um, in the past and still even now. Like things kind of crop into my mind, or things where I still have to also be in guard of that now. Okay, and so I think I remember back in uh, many years ago, just in like singleness and different things. As you see people around you kind of moving on, it seems like in their stages of life of getting married, having kids, kind of starting families, and you're still kind of single or other things that can be kind of that challenge where you start to feel like, man, I'm, like, behind now or other stuff like that, right? And so there was definitely that challenge. But even as you get older, like, it kind of doesn't relent, okay? I think there's always, like, oh, you can think – Well, when you're single, like, oh, man, if I'm just married, like, then everything will be better. And then you get married, and then you're like, oh, man, well, now I can't wait to have kids. And then if you have kids, then you can't wait till, oh, I can't wait till they're sleeping through the night, or I can't wait till they're off to college, or now I can't wait till I retire, you know, and and it just keeps going, right? We keep kind of moving the goalposts back, and we keep changing what will make us content. And so it is a challenge, okay? And so that's why the Bible does address this though. Okay. And so we have some uh, passages that we're going to look into and we see some principles uh, that we'll be able to uh, kind of address here that I hope will give encouragement. And they're kind of some principles that I've personally kind of like uh, tried to remind myself of uh, and I think have helped me over the years and I hope will be helpful for you as well. Okay. And so one of the first passages that I kind of think of when I think of Uh, just the topic of contentment is Philippians chapter four, Philippians four, and specifically verses 10 through 13. And so let me read those verses real quick. And so this is Paul writing to the church of Philippi. And so um, verse 10, picking up there, it says, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length, you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Okay, so let's break this down a little bit. So notice here, right, like Paul's talking to the Philippians and like rejoicing that, um, they have kind of, it says like revived their concern for him. And again, kind of like through giving and supporting his ministry. Um, but then he clarifies and he says, um, not that I'm speaking of being in need. Okay. And, and it wasn't that like, he's not saying that because like, oh man, like all, like he has all the funds he could possibly use or whatever and all that. But rather, he says that, that he's not being in need, being in need, because what he says for, I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. Okay, so that's what he understood. Okay, and, and he talks about then of like, whether he knows how to be brought low or to abound, um, whatever the case, right, whether it's being in times of plenty or times of hunger, abundance or need, he's learned the secret of being content. Okay. And so something the first point out here is the fact that this is something to be learned. Okay. This is something that doesn't come naturally to us as people. We don't naturally just content. Okay. This is something to be learned. Okay. This is something that Paul has said, like, I have learned this and through those experiences. Okay. And he's learned this in both kind of directions of not only the being in need, but also in times of abundance. And I think that's so critical for us to also understand because I think we often have this mindset of, well, if I just had this, then I would be content. Or like, I don't know, if I just got this raise in my job and I made this much more money, then I would be content. That's like really what it is. But what what we learn here is you need to learn to be content even in abundance, okay? <clears throat> we can struggle with discontentment even when we have abundance of goods and all these things, right? And so we need to learn contentment in both situations, whether we're in need or prospering, whatever it is, we're going to face the struggle of discontentment. And so we need to learn to be content, okay? And he even says, like, I've learned the secret of facing these things. And so then you wonder, what's the secret, right? Like Paul's motivational book here of what's the secret of this contentment, and it's not much of a secret because he actually gives it to us. And that's where we get verse 13, right? This famous passage that's often misused a lot, right? Verse uh, Philippians four thirteen: I can do all things through him who strengthens me. That's the secret. That's the way that we can be content is through him. Con- context probably like the Lord or Christ. Uh, it is through Christ or the Lord strengthening him. That's how he learns to be content, right? And again, this, you've probably heard that verse. I think people have used that a lot, like in sports or other things, I can do all things. And um, that's not really what it's talking about here, right? Context, okay, principle of studying the Bible. Okay, context is keying here. And when he talks about the all things, what is he talking about? It's the contentment. It's being content in these various circumstances. And he says, I can do all that. I can face all these different circumstances because why Christ strengthens me. It is through his strength. It is through trusting in him and the strength that God provides, trusting the Lord that I can be content. Okay. And so takeaway real quick, first takeaway of how do we biblically deal with being content in our current life stages? Trust the Lord, right? Like turn to him, Um, rely on the strength that he provides. If you're just relying on yourself of, I just need to be more self-disciplined and do better, like it's going to fail. But when we turn to the Lord and trust in him, then what? He provides that strength to be content. Okay. And we see this kind of example, if you kind of, kind of back up here and look through, just all the letter of Philippians here, you see that on display in Paul's life. Okay, you see him rejoicing um, even when he's in prison. Okay, remember, he's writing in prison. He's rejoicing because what? He has opportunities to have the gospel still go forth. And he understands the gospel is still going forth even outside of uh, prison and all that, right? Like, so he's rejoicing in that, um, he counts everything as loss for the sake of gaining Christ. He's like, whatever like benefits or things that I would view as um, kind of my standings in front of other people or all these things, he says, I count that all as loss or garbage because what? I gained Christ, and that's what's truly important, not all these other things, okay? And then even earlier in chapter 4, like he talks about, rejoicing at all times and not being anxious because why? Because God is at hand. He is there. He is near and we can bring our request to him. Okay. And he will grant us peace that surpasses all understanding so that we don't worry about um, the different things in our life, but we can trust him. Okay. And so we see that on this way. and Paul lives that and he shows that, yeah, the secret is trusting God relying on the strength that he provides. That is how you can be content in all circumstances and in all stages of life. It is relying on the Lord. Okay. And I'll unpack that in a little bit here, but um, before kind of going further in that, I want to also address another passage that talks about contentment that is helpful here is Hebrews 13, five through six. And we see here, and again, you'll see kind of a similar key to the contentment as we saw in Philippians. And the writer of Hebrews here, picking up in verse 5 of chapter 13, says, keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Okay, so notice that, the call to be content with what you have. But then it continues. Why should we be content? For he has said, God has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. Okay, so notice that here. Even the writer of Hebrews, he says like, hey, be content with what you have. Keep yourself from the love of money. Okay, so don't pursue that, but instead be content with what you have. And why can we be content? Because what God has promised, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And so principle here, how do we be content? Is we rely on the promises of God, and He says, "I will never leave you or forsake you. I will always be there for you." Okay, and we're never alone. He provides that strength that Philippians talks about. Okay, He is there for us, and even we see another passage like Matthew 6, like, "And He will provide what you actually need." Okay, it might not be always what we want, but He'll provide what you actually need in different circumstances. Okay. And we see that even in Philippians 4. Later on, Paul says, like, I have confidence that God will provide for all your needs, okay? Like, there's that trust, that confidence in God, okay? And so, okay, both these pastors, like, again, like, they, they talk a lot about, like, contentment and kind of possession material type of things, but I think it is, applies equally as well to your stage of life, okay, and that um, God will strengthen you to have that contentment in whatever current stage you're in. And kind of some, again, this is where I'm kind of unpacking here of, okay, like, so how can we trust God in this and all that? And one of the big ways I think of is understanding and recognizing God's sovereignty. Okay. And, and we're going to talk about God's sovereignty soon here in the 10-minute theology series. Okay. So kind of, I don't know, it, free uh, pointer to that that's coming out at some point here um probably soon uh but god's sovereignty he is in control of all things and so what that means is he has you in the exact stage of life that he wants you at this moment okay he has placed you here for a specific reason and again, in his sovereignty, he works all things for your ultimate good. Okay, which that ultimate good, what is that? To conform you to the image of Christ, to, to make you more like his son. And so he is using this current stage of life to mold you and shape you into the image of his son, to grow you in likeness, Okay, and so we have to understand that. And so we are so often wanting to just move on to the next stage of life when we actually miss out on... And and in doing that, when we're just thinking about kind of this next stage of life, we're, like, missing the ways that, like, God is actually using our current stage of life to grow us in different ways. Okay? To challenge us in different ways. Okay? Because, yeah, like, I don't know, like, put it in perspective, right, of, I don't know, maybe you're at the stage of, um, like, I am, or I just had a kid recently. And so it's, you're just looking forward to like, I just can't wait to sleep again. Right? Like, and I can't wait to have a kid that sleeps through the night and do all that. But what I'm also learning in this process of, Hey, like there's days I'm really tired because I didn't get much sleep. And what does that force me to do to trust in God? Okay. To trust in him, to say, God, like I am so tired. I need your grace. I need your strength to do the things I need to do today. And it forces that dependence upon him. And that's a good place to be, to be trusting in him. And so again, sometimes we just, we miss that, right? And so so we can't miss that God is using these things to grow you, to mold you, and shape you more into the image of Christ, okay? And then also, we have to recognize that um, life isn't really like cyclical, right? Like, you don't get these stages of life back. Okay. And so you are in these unique positions that, like, you'll never kind of be in again. Okay. And so we should be striving to make the most of those positions, right? Like, I don't know. You can think of um, when, like, I don't know, back when you're in high school or something, right? As a youth, you just think of, like, man, I just can't wait to get out of here okay, this high school and doing all this, right? But what? In those moments in high school, you are in a unique situation to do what? Like to minister to other high schoolers, okay? Like as an adult, like unless you're a teacher, like you can't just go walking through high school campuses and sharing the gospel and other things, right? But guess what? As a high schooler, you're there in a situation. And the same is true as an adult, right? Like you might be in a specific job that you're around certain people that you can... Bring the gospel to or be a light for Christ there. And when you retire, you change jobs, then guess what? Like you might not be able to interact with those people in the same way. And so use the opportunities you have, right, that are before you for the gospel. And that all ties into this understanding of God is sovereign and He has placed you in this stage of life for a reason. Okay. For you to be a light for the gospel, a light for Christ, as well as to grow you and shape you more into the image of Christ, okay? And so when we take that step back and we think about that, I think that can help us be content where we can start to say, like, what is God teaching me in this situation? What way is God molding and shaping me? We we might not always be able to see it, okay? We might not be able to see it. We might not understand till years down the road. We might look back and say, oh, that's what God was doing, Or we might just never know until we're in glory and we can ask God, like, okay, what was going on here? (laughs) Okay, because I just could not understand it. But we can have that confidence that God is at work and you are not in your situation by accident, okay? And that doesn't mean like we can't, I don't know, like pursue a job promotion or change of circumstances, right? But when we do that, we do that trusting in God. And it's like, whether I get the promotion or not, I trust God and I'm content, right? Whether um, this or that happens, I'm content, okay? And so, again, it doesn't mean we can't change, but we do so trusting in God, trying to be content in whatever circumstance, okay? Hopefully that makes sense. And then one last point I kind of want to make here of a way to help combat kind of that jealousy or discontentment of your stage of life is to be thankful, right? To take a step back and look at all the things you have to be thankful for, okay? Because I am sure that we often miss many of the ways God has blessed us and many of the ways that we can be grateful and thankful for all that he has done. At the very least, our salvation, right? But I'm, I'm sure we have more than that we that we can give thankful, give thanks for. Okay, and so when we actually consider those things, I think that also, again, helps us to be, uh, helps battle that discontentment, right? Because I think discontentment can be like, again, just looking at all that you don't have or the jealousy can all be like what you don't have. And you focus on that and you dwell on that and it just kind of eats you up. But when you actually develop a heart of thankfulness and you see all the ways that God is at work, man, I think that really does battle that discontentment, right? Where you learn and you see like, oh man, yeah, God has blessed me in all these different ways and I have these things. And maybe it's not much, but God has been so good. Okay, and when you take that step back, you see um, all he has done. I think that is one way to really also combat that jealousy or discontentment, okay? And so be thankful. Stop and consider all the ways God has Worked in your life, has blessed you in different ways, and give thanks to Him for that. Okay? All right. So, hopefully, all that makes sense. And so, really, kind of wrapping up, right? It's that finding strength in the Lord, trusting in Him, coming to Him in prayer, um, to have that contentment, right? To rely on Him, to trust His promises that He is there for you. He will never leave you or forsake you. Um, He will provide what you need. Okay. As a great provider, again, maybe not what you want, but what you need and that he is sovereign. Okay. He is in control of all things. And so he has placed you in this unique circumstance for this purpose to grow you and make you more like Christ, as well as maybe an opportunity to be a light to certain people or whatever it is. Okay. To use this specific opportunity for his glory. And then also to take a step back and give thanks to just look back of all the ways God has worked in your life and give thanks for that, okay? And so those are some kind of practical biblical principles that I think will help you hopefully to battle that uh, jealousy or discontentment uh, in your current stage of life. And hopefully that would get you excited uh, to make the most of this stage of life for the glory of God, okay? That's really what we should be striving for is how can I use this stage of life for the glory of God, instead of worrying about getting out of it into the next stage of life, rather, like that stage of life is probably going to come at some point, right? So instead of kind of just having our focus on that and just looking forward to that, let's make the most of our current stage of life. How can I serve God best in this stage of life? How can I honor him? How can I exalt Christ in whatever stage of life I'm in? And I'm focusing on that. And then when the next stage of life comes same thing, right? How can I honor, glorify God in that? How can I be content in this to glorify him? Okay. So hopefully that all makes sense. Hopefully that helps. Um, and yeah, so that'll wrap us up and I'll do it for today's episode. So we'll catch you all next time.